Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. From the Sermon on the Mount. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall, and this is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for August 24th to 31st. 2018, the full sturgeon moon. And here are some natural events. We read in the paper this week that a plant long thought extinct in Maine, unicorn root, Elytris farinosa, also called colic root, has been found minding its own business and growing contentedly in a field in Bowdoin. The plant is in the lily family, and its leaves spring from a rhizome with small white flowers growing at the top of a single stalk. Its medicinal uses include the treatment of colic, stomachache, dysentery, and miscarriage. It was recorded in The Flora of Maine, the monumental 14-volume work written and illustrated by Catherine Furbish. 1834 to 1931, whose name will forever be connected with another rare plant, Furbish's lousewort, of which more in a minute. Kate Furbish reported finding unicorn root in Brunswick in 1879, but then it seems to have disappeared from Maine soon after that until it showed up recently in a field in Brunswick perhaps wondering what all the excitement is about. How could it know that it was lost for over 130 years? Here's a field and forest report. We usually devote a good deal of space in the almanac to what is in bloom out there, mostly mentioning flowers that are more widely known. But in the spirit of the rare unicorn root this week, we note some lesser-known blossoms unsung flowers of the field, and the reasons they're worth noting. First, maybe you've seen a single stalk up to six feet tall, surrounded by pale green, soft, fuzzy leaves, and topped by a column of yellow flowers growing in a sunny spot on rocky ground. This is common mullen, verbascum thapsus, valued as a medicinal and thought to benefit the lungs when smoked or taken as a tea. The leaves are so soft and floppy and the whole plant looks so cartoonish it might have escaped from a children's book. Next is a little gem called eyebright, Euphrasia species, a plant with trumpet-shaped white flowers tinted with purple, so tiny that it's easy to trample underfoot. Eyebright thrives in snowy areas like the south meadows below the summit of Awanajo. It's useful to treat allergies and just happens to appear at the same time that that heinous sneezemonger, ragweed, is in bloom. So we can thank Mom Nature for that. 
And the last is Pearly Everlasting, Anaphallus margaritacea, also found on the south slopes of our mountain. It bears small white floral heads atop long stems lined with narrow fuzzy leaves giving the plant a sort of dusty appearance. Everlasting is a member of the aster family related to daisies, sunflowers, and countless others. It was used by the first people as a medicinal and a tobacco substitute and can be used in dried arrangements to last all winter, whence the name. So, there you are, three often overlooked wildflowers currently in bloom. Now go on out there and find them. And here's a rank opinion. Kate Furbish was hardly what you might call an environmental activist. She was a quiet, self-educated botanist who spent her entire long life wandering through the fields and woods of Maine recording in beautiful watercolor drawings the plants that she discovered. She never married or raised a family. The flowers of Maine were her family. And yet, her discovery of a rare plant that grows only along the St. John River, running between Maine and New Brunswick, was instrumental in stopping the $900 million Army Corps of Engineers Dickie Lincoln Dam Project, which would have flooded forever 88,000 acres of wilderness along nearly 300 miles of that wild and beautiful river, a plan that met fierce opposition. And Furbish's lousewort, Pedicularis furbishii, was the straw that broke the back of that boondoggle once and for all back in 1985. Never underestimate the power of tens of thousands of conservationists, hunters, and fishermen. And never underestimate the power of a lone, dedicated woman and a tiny, rare plant with a very odd name. And finally, a couple of seed pods to carry around with you this week. First from Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, 1807 to 1882. This was a favorite quote of Kate Furbish. We feel the presence of God in nature there, nature grand and awful, and tread reverently where all is so hushed in its silence. And from the American artist Georgia O'Keeffe, 1887 to 1986. When you take a flower in your hand and really look at it, it's your world for the moment. I want to give that world to someone else. That's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.